0: I'm um, Kennedy Wandera, um, the chair for the Foreign Press Association Africa, as well as I'm uh, um, uh, an international journalist uh, covering East Africa.
1: Kennedy, yeah, you know, great to connect with you um, at this time. And one of the things that um, I am curious about, especially uh, with the pandemic uh, that we've had just over a year now, what's your impression about how uh, journalists have covered this almost once in a lifetime story?
0: Yeah, to, to some, greater extent being the first time for the majority of journalists who've been uh, around for this particular pandemic. Uh, they, they've tried reporting uh, differently uh, in different setups, in different environments, um, but there have been challenges as well. Uh, there are a number of things that uh, journalists have not been able to report better, and perhaps this might be occasioned by inexperience on reporting pandemics uh you terms that have been used uh scenarios that have to be factored in who to talk to uh because at a time you realize that uh, anybody that covers health or any of health official uh, people uh, journalists have been using them as a as a, an expert uh but which perhaps uh will not enrich a story Though there have been challenges on this and the other use of technology in covering the pandemic, because now everybody has to work from home, newsrooms are now shrinking and people are being asked to report from home. Uh, you realize that uh, there have been challenges. Though it, the pandemic has also exposed journalists to now getting more information using technological advancements, platforms, and tech, uh, tech giants all over. But uh, in greater deal, or in greater essence of this particular reporting, journalism uh, has, has had a hitting in one or the other. But collectively, they've tried, journalists have tried reporting about the pandemic, despite all the misinformation that has come along with, uh, which has tried to derail efforts of reporting on the pandemic. But uh, in greater extent, I may say uh, that journalists have tried to report accurately about COVID-19 and majorly looking at the information that has been provided by WHO and other international organizations specializing on health
1: matters. I mean you find that most newsrooms have a health reporter or a science reporter but were not well kitted and you had situations where you had um, you know political journalists sometimes uh, covering stories and I don't know whether you've kind of taken time to just kind of look back at that and see whether that also has contributed to the, the level of, uh, uh, of of misinformation uh, that probably is being shared, because probably journalists were not as better prepared uh, to cover this pandemic, or is that an unfair assessment?
0: It is a fair assessment because um, it is, like you said, a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic that a uh, this particular generation of journalists have not been able to really understand the 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 this particular disease. For instance, we're looking at we're looking at different variants here. We're talking about the Indian variant. We're talking about different variants that are, are coming before. But we we uh, most journalists didn't really understand that this particular disease could manifest in different variants, in different formats or different forms, and, and therefore that kind of reporting. Has been missing because people assume it is the same variant, yeah. And and on the on the question that you have just posed here, it is true that we've seen many journalists, uh, especially in a newsroom setup, uh, reporting on politics. But now, because of a small number of journalists covering health matters, now they have to come and aid those who are in that particular docket to report. And some of them, their reporting has been really wanting because they don't understand the the, the technicalities that come with reporting on. Uh, uh, on, on, on health matters yeah because you look for instance we have some media organizations especially in kenya where we have a number of of of, uh, of media organizations that have really employed journalists who have specialized in health meaning that they've been they, they've really gone to uh to study uh health matters, but still they are coming to specialise in journalism. So they understand the gist, they understand the reporting of COVID-19 and any other uh, epidemics that we've had in the country. But the greater extent here is that uh, we've had journalists who are reporting about COVID-19 who understand nothing absolutely, only relying on WHO, relying on government ministries to report about COVID-19. And for instance, I, 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 I will give this example. You see a scenario where Uh, a journalist goes on the street to ask a Kenyan or to ask a Ugandan on the street that are you going to get uh, AstraZeneca vaccine? If you're asking such kind of a question to somebody who is, for instance, in Kibera or somebody who is living in Kamoncia Street in Kampala who doesn't understand what AstraZeneca is, you completely miss out because will they be talking about a disease or they'll be talking about AstraZeneca vaccine? if there's no such kind of a campaign in that particular area. So you will get limited information from that particular person from a street to tell you something to do with this particular disease. So this is where we've been missing the point because uh, we are looking at what is happening in the in the prism of politics where uh, you want to apply the way you report on politics to the same way you should apply on reporting about COVID-19, which has been really a miss here. And, but... With the time, I'm sure now this is the second year we are in this particular pandemic. I know journalists have now known uh, what matters and what doesn't matter and who to speak to to give more insight on, on, on this particular a pandemic. Is
1: is there anything, and I know this some of these things require resources, but is there anything that you think that journalists as journalists, uh, uh, you know, as a community, as a, as an industry, that uh, they can pull together to better uh, report this story?
0: Absolutely. One of the things that uh, I'm I'm really inclined towards is uh, newsrooms need to set up help desks. Uh, In every newsroom, there must be a health desk where we have journalists who report particularly specializing on health matters. And then equip these journalists with critical skills and expertise on how they can be able to report on epidemics, they can be able to report on pandemics, and so forth. Yeah, because if they are unable to have such kind of skills, then it becomes completely difficult for them to write about this particular disease. Yeah. The second thing that our newsrooms also need to do is to make sure that we have we, we have identified or we have a list of experts who give information on such kind of, 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 uh, of disease or pandemic, for instance. Yeah, not anybody in the society can give information about COVID-19. Not just anyone can comment. Because when we began reporting about COVID-19, you realize that people journalists were just picking on anybody to come to a new studio or a TV And this particular person just say anything yeah people who have no clue so long as it's just a government official uh people want them to appear and give information it is not that way yeah so if we can be able to have the right people the people who specializes on on health matters be it in government organizations be it private organizations then it adds credence to how we report but if we are able just to pick on anyone to come just because you're a government official to give you information on COVID-19 or the effect of COVID-19, we lose the whole picture of reporting on this. Yeah. But again, it has also uh, given us an opportunity as journalists to now uh, expand, expand our knowledge uh, prism in terms of uh, consuming information uh, reports from WHO, uh, and other international organizations that are working closely uh, uh, to, to combat COVID-19 and other, other, other epidemics. Yeah. So that at least we can be able to get information and in, so it can inform our reporting. But without consuming this information, just rely on people on the ground, sometimes it becomes difficult because we can't report accurately and we can't report based on on the information that is available
1: now on in the introduction you obviously uh, say that you are the chairman of the foreign press um association in africa just briefly what is it and anyone curious uh, to join you know what are kind of uh, the packs that come with the, uh, with joining the association
0: Thank you, uh, Dickens. Yeah, uh, the the Foreign Press Association Africa, uh, commonly referred to as FPA, is a registered uh, um, professional body bringing together all the uh, journalists covering Africa uh, for the international media on the continent in in the diaspora. Now, the essence of bringing people, uh, our colleagues together was that... uh, uh, we journalists on the continent have been accused of of, of uh, misreporting about the continent, only highlighting the uh, the conflict side of Africa, the bad governance side of Africa. Um, so they thought it is them who write these particular stories and uh, they thought there is always other stories that uh, are not being given prominence yeah we ra- don't run away from inefficiencies in, our, in in africa governments we don't run away from uh, bad governance and, and so forth but africa has rich 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 areas that are uh, uh, that uh, that gives journalists at least uh, an opportunity to report on especially uh, rich tourism we're talking about rwanda we're talking about kenya being the only country uh, on the globe that has a a, a a park, a national park in the city, yeah, we're talking about Uganda. We're talking about Tanzania, yeah. So they 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 thought thought we can also be objective and look at other stories that uh, can make headlines and also try to portray Africa as a rich continent, not just a continent of conflicts. Yeah. So we we uh, the Foreign Press Association Africa is registered in Kenya. And we have different uh, regions on the continent and outside the continent. In on, on the continent, uh, we have a regional office in uh, southern region office in, in in Johannesburg, South Africa. We have a, a, a regional office uh, in Central Africa that is uh, in Younde, Cameroon. We have a regional office in Western West Africa that is Abuja, uh, uh, Nigeria, and then we also have uh, a regional office in London. We have a regional office in in New York. We have a regional office in Bonn, uh, that is in Germany. So we are also reaching out to Asia and other uh, ca- uh, other uh, countries or other regions. The essence is to allow journalists to come together, report better, inform their reporting, share experiences, share ideas on how they can be able to report the continent. Not 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 just reporting about the continent, but also reporting fairly, objectively. Uh, and, and telling the way it is, especially uh, we, we've had challenges where uh, it becomes increasingly difficult to, to, to write about the continent in a, in, in a fair manner. Yeah, because that is the accusation that the international media have been uh, bombarded with. So we thought bringing colleagues together is the best way to report better. And also we 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 are engaging right now, we are engaging international me- organizations like uh, Committee to Protect Journalists. We are talking about uh, Coalition for Women Gen- in Journalism. We, we are engaging organizations like Twitter and other uh, uh, global organizations like UN, EU, Uh, africa union so that at least we can be able to allow journalists who are reporting on the events in africa to move
1: uh freely and and you know what you've just said there about engaging governments is actually you know one of my questions which is uh we do know that uh you know working on the continent especially um uh you know media freedom is uh often uh guaranteed in the constitution but uh, in practice it's not and i did wonder what kind of uh, strategies you're using to ensure that uh you're engaging the government to uh, to help allow journalists to do their craft uh, as Uh as guaranteed usually guaranteed in most uh in laws in in some of these countries
0: absolutely what what
1: we the the kind of framework that we are putting in place is that uh
0: when you look at Africa different governments have different setups have different policies uh, and and in these countries we have media councils that are uh, uh, give opportunity to donate power to the media organizations. but what we are doing currently is that we are engaging the the african union African union uh, union commission uh, we're also engaging other regional a trade and economic blocks, like we're talking about the Ecowas, we're talking about the East Africa community, uh, we're talking about SADC. Yeah. And we, we thought engaging these particular uh, formations um, they are formations or they are blocks that bring these countries together. If we can be able to start from there, we are able to speak, because, for instance, we talk, if we are talking to Africa Union, Africa Union is an umbrella body for all governments on the continent. So if we can be able to lay a framework with I, Africa Union, then we are building on what is better. We're building on what's strong. For instance, if you have a case that uh, emanates from, from Ethiopia for this matter, uh, for example, then we, we are able to engage Ethiopia at the same time we're able to engage AU, because uh, th- this is a block that brings them together. For instance, when you're talking about the same thing also, we're talking about United Nations, yeah? in At least in every Africa country, we, we are seeing the presence of United Nations and its agencies. We're also bringing in European Union, yeah? So if we can be able to, to, to talk to these formations and, and let them understand that uh, journalists need to report and report better and, and in a safe environment, it works for everybody, yeah? Th- that's why we're also bringing into... Uh, into this particular conversation, uh, international organizations like CPJ uh, who speak for journalists uh, who try to flag any events that are really degrading uh, or situations that are really degrading journalists to report on the continent and they also have a framework on how they can speak to uh, different government officials. So if we can be able to do and do that and have such kind of an arrangement on which we are pursuing, it becomes easy to have general support better and address these kind of challenges that have been there because we don't want to find a situation. Like I mentioned earlier, we are talk- talking about Twitter uh, and, and we have what they refer to as open internet initiative. Yeah, Because we've seen in different African countries where we are seeing when it's an election time, then they shut down internet. It happened in Uganda. Yeah, It happened in Tanzania. We don't want this to happen every time because once you shut down an internet, then it becomes difficult for a journalist who, report, who is reporting in Tanzania or reporting in Uganda to file a story outside that outside that country. We don't want that to happen.
1: And my last question is about uh, Twitter Spaces, which uh, it is this, you know, I've noticed that in the in the last uh, couple of months, especially. Uh, it has become the destination uh, every Friday evening for journalists to gather uh, to talk about, you know, uh, the profession. And I'm just curious whether you could just take time to reflect on, you know, how, you know, what essentially what the platform has done, um, you know, for, for you, because you're the obviously the host of these uh, conversations and, you know, kind of what plans you have for it. Yeah, the essence of, of, of hosting Twitter Spaces every Friday,
0: uh, I looked at it as a way that gives opportunity to, to journalists and the audiences who are, are public to share, uh, to know the kind of stories that we tell, to also look at the extent that we go to report, and also provide feedback. Because we, we have a limited space in a newsroom, we have a limited space on a TV, we have a limited space on a radio, you can't fit everybody, like two thousand or three thousand, who are appearing in our spaces, to come to a newsroom. So we thought, if we can be able to come together and bring uh, our colleagues working in different places on the uh, uh, across the across the world who join in these particular spaces, we are able to learn, and these particular skills that we get here will also inform the kind of reporting we have. It's just about sharing ideas, identifying our flaws identifying our potential strength on how we can report better, Yeah, because at the end of the day, the stories that we tell have impact on the society. So if we have the public accusing the media for not telling this particular story, or saying the media has been captured, we now believe that having such kind of a space, then we invite everybody to come and speak. Come and share your contributions or share whatever you have, the insights that you have, so that we see how you look at it. Instead of just bombarding journalists that oh you are captured, you you, you are not telling the stories the way they are supposed to be told. And again, we also offer an insight. We also go f- offer an opportunity to our colleagues to ventilate, to think better, to think hard on how the kind of stories that are we are telling, yeah, and also share on how we can be able to tell stories. For instance, right now we're talking about COVID-19. And there's one thing that we people are assuming that is huge and is an elephant in the room. We are talking about the mental health of journalists. As many people see journalists moving as essential service providers reporting about COVID-19, we are literally, people are literally interested in knowing the impact this COVID-19 is having on the mental health of journalists. So we are coming here on this particular spaces to share the experiences, how you are able to overcome, yeah, such kind of a situation to report better and how we can be able to encourage each other, how we can be able to support each other, yeah, and, and report better on this particular pandemic, and also share experiences with other jurisdictions on how we can report better, bit be on politics or whatever, how we can break news, uh, especially on on, on on deaths, how we can be able to uh, report effectively uh, on the continent and other places in our countries. So this is a Twitter space that really is really significant, really important because it gives us an opportunity to engage with our public. It gives an opportunity to engage with the audience, to engage with each other as journalists, because we're also bringing uh, our our colleagues in different areas, uh, in media organizations who are, are reporting in the local media, in our countries, in the international media, Inside the on, on the continent, outside the continent, so that at least we can be able to share and learn best experiences from our colleagues who've been in the, in the industry for long. Also, bringing some of the government officials on the on the on the spaces to discuss their policies and see how we can be able to work together. Because there's also been a question of how we access information. Mm-hmm. If government is not willing to provide information, then it becomes difficult for our journalists to report accurately and report better.